From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Sung-yeol threatens to suspend a tension-diffusing military agreement signed between the two Koreas. The Special Parliamentary Committee investigating the Itaewon crowd crush holds its first hearing focused on police and fire officials. And the government will spend more than 60% of its budget in the first half of the year to kickstart the economy. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. President Yoon Sung-yeol ordered officials to look into suspending the two Korea's tension-diffusing military agreement signed in 2018 should North Korea repeat a violation of South Korean territory in the future. According to Yoon's office on Wednesday, the president gave such an order during a meeting with national security aides and military officials, where he was briefed on Seoul's counter-strategy following Pyongyang's recent drone incursion. Yoon ordered Defense Minister Lee Jong-sup to launch a joint drone unit to conduct reconnaissance patrols and electronic warfare, and to accelerate system development for the production of small-sized and stealth drones within the year. The top office said the president has commanded the army to prepare an overwhelming response to the North's provocations and maintain a firm readiness posture. The Parliamentary Committee conducting an investigation into the fatal Itaewon crowd crush rebuked the police for insufficient precautionary measures ahead of the Halloween festivities and the lax response in hours leading up to the tragedy. During the panel's first hearing on Wednesday, the ruling People Power Party grilled former Yongsan police chief EMJ, who was arrested on charges of occupational negligence resulting in death. The ruling party chastised the ex-station chief for failing to request the additional personnel from the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency to maintain security and order in the area, as well as for arriving at the site too late. The main opposition Democratic Party and the minor Justice Party accused the police of neglecting to prepare for the expected mass gathering of people, instead mobilizing resources to crack down on drug abuse. A second hearing will be held on Friday to question Interior Minister Lee Sang-min, Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon, and Yongsan District Office Chief Park Hee-young. As the global economic crisis and domestic challenges continue, the government put forth a package of measures to actively mitigate the impact while offering support for the public's livelihoods. Richard Larkin reports. Finance Minister Chu Kyung-ho convened an emergency meeting of economy-related ministers on Wednesday to announce livelihood stability measures amid inflation, recession concerns, and a slowdown in the job market. 65% of the central government's budget will be spent during the first half of the year, while municipal governments will spend 60.5%. The government plans to hire 940,000 people, around 90% of the annual quota, during the same period through direct employment in the public sector to support vulnerable groups. The unit price of energy vouchers offered to vulnerable groups, including seniors and those with disabilities, will be raised by around 5% through April, while those for kerosene will be more than doubled. Financial support for food, education, transportation and cultural expenses for low-income households will also expand. Ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday later this month, 
The government will supply a record 208,000 tons of 16 key items in high demand from its reserves through January 20th in a bid to bring down consumer prices. Around 30 billion won will be spent to offer up to 60% in discounts on agricultural, livestock and fisheries commodities. During the four-day holiday from January 21st through 24th, highway tolls will not be collected and entry into state and publicly run facilities will be free of charge. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. South Korea logged its largest trade surplus last year with Vietnam for the first time. According to the Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy on Wednesday, the country's shipments to Vietnam totaled $60.98 billion last year, while imports from the Southeast Asian nation came to $26.72 billion, resulting in a trade surplus of $34.25 billion. The surplus exceeds that of trade with other countries, surpassing the United States with a positive balance of $28 billion, followed by Hong Kong and India. Real estate regulations put in place during the previous administration to tamp down on soaring property prices will now be eased to stave off a nosedive. The change will affect all areas in the nation except for four districts considered speculative in Seoul. Kim Soyeon has this report. The government has decided to ease real estate regulations for all areas except four districts in Seoul in a move to prevent a hard landing in the real estate market. The Ministry of Land, Infrastructure and Transport announced related changes on Tuesday while briefing President Yoon Seok-yeol on policies for the new year at the former presidential compound of Cheongwadae. The regulation designed to discourage speculative transactions will now remain in place only in the four districts of Seocho, Gangnam, Songpa and Yongsan in the capital city. The move comes 54 days after the restriction was lifted in all parts of the country except Seoul and four areas in Gyeonggi province in November. The four districts will also remain subject to a pre-sale price cap on privately built homes, but the cap will be lifted for all other areas. A decision has also been made to abolish the rule that requires home buyers to reside for two to five years in the houses subject to the price cap system in the capital region. The end of regulations on all of the country except the four sole districts is intended to ease the overall process of home transactions in terms of taxes, loans and sales. The deregulations take effect from Thursday. Meanwhile, the government also said it will supply 500,000 public homes and another 500,000 units in public rental housing during the five-year term of the Yoon Seok-yeol government. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News. Travelers from China accounted for more than 40% of imported COVID-19 cases over the past week amid a resurgence of the virus in China. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency reported on Wednesday that out of 587 overseas travelers who tested positive upon arrival between December 29th and January 4th, 41.9% were from China. While the percentage of infected travelers from China were 1.1% of total overseas entries in November, the ratio surged to around 17% the following month. However, since Seoul implemented stricter quarantine rules for arrivals from China on Monday to require mandatory PCR testing, among other changes, positive cases from China soared to 76% of the total. Lee Ki-young, the man accused of separately killing a taxi driver and his live-in girlfriend, said he was sorry for the murders as police referred him to the prosecution for a possible indictment. While being transferred to the Goyang branch of the Weijungbu District Prosecutor's Office on Wednesday, E, whose face was covered with a mask, said there were no additional victims when asked by local media outlets. 
The Gyeonggi Ilsan Dongbu Police Station referred Lee on charges of murder by robbery, concealment of dead bodies, theft, fraud, and violations of the credit finance business law. The 31-year-old is accused of killing a taxi driver in his 60s with a blunt weapon on December 20th after he collided with the taxi while drunk driving. He killed the driver at his home in Paju, Gyeonggi Province, then hid the driver's body in the closet. During police questioning, he confessed to killing his live-in girlfriend, a woman in her 50s, at the same location last August and then burying her body by a nearby river. The police elevated the murder charges to murder by robbery. As he is suspected of swindling some 70 million won in total from the victims following their deaths by using their credit cards or taking out loans under their names. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 37.30 points, or 1.68% on Wednesday, closing the day at 2,255.98. The Tekevi Kazdak also rose, gaining 8.72 points, or 1.29%, to close the day at 683.67. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.